Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Nothing Special Podcast. Today's a, today's a nice fireplace episode, so uh, grab that warm milk, let that cookie crumble across that chest, let the warmth of our voices come over your soul, you know? I I am your host, Jesus, and with me as always is uh, my good friend and lover, Tony. Uh, we're, we're nowhere near Christmas. What What is happening? What? It's just you know, it's the it's it's the mood, you know. Like when do you when do you sit in front of a fireplace and not have Christmas music? Plenty of times. What do you? All right, no, it's fine. You're trying to do something nice for me. It's fine. It's okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and everyone, uh, it's not every day that we have such a special episode, but occasionally. We get somebody that's not nothing special. We get a very special person to come on. So uh, please welcome uh, a good, close, personal friend of mine. Uh, she's an author. She's uh, an aspiring polymath, improvisational comedian, um, all around good time. Mia Janae Watkins. Oh, wow. Oh, you guys are too kind. <laughs> that was a, I had to mute myself because the intro was so cute. And I was, I was like, I can't can't be on the show laughing, like, like busting out laughing while they're trying to do like a serious intro. So we almost never do that. So where'd the fireplace go? You snuffed out the fireplace. Oh, there's no fire. Oh. Seriously, I haven't seen a fire. <laughs> My bad. My, let me. I had to rekindle it. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> me is losing it. Me is just fire. It's okay. So no, like when I first heard it, I thought it was Tony like slapping his knees. I was like, that's a pretty good <laughs> rhythm he got there. And I was like, and then Zeus was like, oh, we're in front of fire. I was like, oh, you know what? That would make much more sense. I guess. <laughs> we do have an episode where the intro is just me slapping my knee over and over again. Yeah. It's funny that you said that. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, I'm no, sorry. No, I I'm sorry. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry that I was talking while you're interrupting, but it's fine. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm, no, I was just gonna say that. Um, yeah, we we got rid of Tommy and we have we replaced him with someone way better. So much oh, better. No. And, um, I'm and sorry, Tommy. <laughs> uh, don't say sorry to him. He doesn't deserve it. Um, absolutely, do not say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, no, yeah. but we do have Mia, and I, I just want to thank you for coming on. Um, well, you are way, You're way too good so for good, us. So good, too good for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you are Bye. so much. And uh, I'm happy to be here. Yay! <laughs> Please. Yeah. yeah, and we just came out of we just came out of a, a writer summit that you actually host, and the writer summit is probably one of the best things that I've. Uh, ever been to and also one of the most terrifying things I've ever been to <laughs> I I come out of it shaking I, I was telling Tony the first time I ever attended it that I was I was so nervous that I was glad that I did not have a webcam ooh that fire yeah, I just, hold on that fire <laughs> yo hold on yo Zeus <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with that fire dude it's getting, a, it's getting a little out of control let me uh let me t yeah, yeah, just lower the volume on that fire. Down that fire. It, there we go. It's kind of spicy. 
<laughs> Sorry, you were saying. <laughs> I just didn't want your house to burn down. That's all. No, see, thank and that's you, exactly you. why you're too good for this podcast. Because if Tommy or I uh, was left to our own devices, we absolutely would have said nothing. Uh, we would have let the fire just get gradually like <laughs> like the bigger vibe. and bigger, bigger and bigger. he wouldn't <laughs> he wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> no, but I was just I was saying that um, that writer summit that you host is probably the most the most nerve wracking thing I've ever done. Oh, wow. I yeah I, I I don't know why, but I am I sh- I am shaking after every time we. We get together. Oh, don't don't be like. Aw. Well, first of all, thank you so much for joining our sessions. It's always great to have a new face. And for those listening, so I run a um, I've been running a writer session since quarantine started with my friends. We've been doing this since April. It's October. Holy cow! I know. Um, and we just get together on a Saturday. Uh, we meet up three times throughout the day via video chat for like 30 minutes or so. And we just talk about our writing projects. So it's always great to invite, you know, new folks to the fold. Um, and uh, it's it, it's really fun. We have a really great time. I honestly created it so I would get my butt in the writing chair and finish my writing projects. But it's been so great seeing lots of people grow over the past couple of months on their personal projects and really grow as writers. And um, it's also just an excuse to see everyone's faces virtually on a Saturday. So I don't feel alone. Um, I'm so glad that that's just not, that that's not just me. Like I 100% sometimes I'm not writing. I'm just there to see people (laughs) (laughs) just see beautiful faces wave to me over a a webcam. And I'm like, Oh my God, they're here. (laughs) They're all here. Hang out with folks. Yeah. See, it sounds it sounds really nice the way the both of you are describing it and it sounds <laughs> but when I join it, it is it is I my hands have and feet have never sweated so much in my life. Oh, wow. Uh, every like, every they, session, we grill Jesus intensely. You say, <laughs> what were you doing for the last hour, sir? Uh, this, is, this is not what we do. Just to let everyone know. <laughs> Dude, like you, no, but it, you look so calm and chill. And uh, it's, I'm like, oh, cool. Like Zeus is just chilling. Like he's having a good time. And most of them, I'm like, I hope he's having a good time. He's really chilling. And hopefully I'm not boring him. Uh, or anything so um. I, I see Jesus's face oftentimes his eyes are just like like rolling back into his head because he's about to pass out just from the fear <laughs> and anxiety <laughs> no but very <laughs> sorry we're making a bunch of jokes but seriously Mia the writing summit is 100% the reason like what rolled me into more of a like a healthier more creative and productive space during quarantine like without without doing the writing summit i wouldn't be doing D right now i wouldn't be doing improv uh with you by the way we me and mia also do uh improv with uh, kojo and another friend uh, excuse you her name is riley i i <laughs> Okay, hold on. Wow, no, dude. No, 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 no. You, must, you have to do some self-reflection Listen, on that. No, no, like, no, 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 no. I'm going to explain my reasoning right now. And the reasoning is that, like, this show, this show, you need a volunteer to be on this show, okay? Like, you don't want to be associated with it. We give people, <laughs> we get everyone a warning before they come on. Kojo's already been on it. 
He knows. I don't want to. I don't want to tie Riley into this if she doesn't want. But it's out there now. <laughs> well, if I'm I'm in it, then she's definitely going to be a part of it because she's also as fun and awesome to talk to, and she would be very, she'd be very. Uh, it'd be cool to have her on. Nothing has rude as hell, Tony. <laughs> nothing. I hell. need to. If, if Riley listens to this, I need nothing has filled my heart more than the slow budding friendship between me. Ian and Riley like just the you know they're across the fucking country but I feel like we are steadily growing close and being like such good friends in such a short amount of time and I'm like I it's a shame it's a shame that we have never met in person because I know know that we would hit it off immediately but I'm so glad that we're meeting now like they're so fucking cool I can't stand it anyway that said I am defending myself. <laughs> that's one of the really cool things about the summit is that um, I think from my perspective, I'm really bringing all my friends from different aspects of my life and they're meeting each other and they're creating new friendships and people are getting to know each other. Um, we have people like from Canada and from all over the United States um, that come and join us on our um our sessions, so it's really cool. Um, most of us are just rolling out of bed and doing the session, and some of us um, have already had a full day or a full first half of the day, and are just joining us in the afternoon. Um, but it's it's really cool. I really um, I really cherish this. Um, it's something I look forward to at the end of each week. Um, yeah, but but Zeus, don't be don't be nervous. I mean, you're Zeus, a mom you friend. Be you should be nervous. No. Now you're now you're telling me this goes worldwide. I don't know. Oh, God, no. Be nervous, Sue. Don't. No, I just don't be nervous. That's I. I do joke. I I think I'm just nervous because um, I go in there. Everyone is nothing but encouraging. This is like truly one of the few times where it's a day to just kind of feel good about yourself and progress and don't look back at any mistakes that you've made. It's just fully about progressing and it's so encouraging. But I think why it's intimidating is because um, you, as the host, are so you you are so good at just like oh, moderating yeah. and um, and al- allowing. It feels like an event, and I it, and the more that it feels like an event, the more I am nervous because I feel like I have to deliver something, and I feel mm-hmm. like I have to contribute. And whenever that I get that feeling, it really just shakes me to the core you know I, I, t- I tend to put on my event voice a lot when i don't mean to <laughs> no and it's really yeah. cool um and i was actually just wondering like uh tony's the one who told me about this and i thought that was amazing he kept telling me about uh when he would be attending and i'm like wow that's so cool and it was really 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 nice um of him and you to extend that invitation to me but i was i was just wondering like um how long did it take? Because you said you have people from Canada. Like, how, like what's the outreach of this? And and how like how did it start off? Like, did it start off with just you and a friend, or was it something that was, you know, in from the get go, you had like sixteen people ready to join in? And so, uh, I was just talking to Riley the other day. It was sort of like our brain child, and I just sort of like, hey, I think sometimes I have I, I do this thing where some days I get really excited about life and I feel really inspired and I turn on, I turn up the Sonic the Hedgehog music and I feel like really, <laughs> feel really pumped. 
I'm just like, you know what, let's do this. And so I was like, hey, we should do like this thing on the weekends where we write and stuff. And she was like, awesome. And she created the logo for it that you see in the emails. Um, so this is, I feel like we've, this is like the longest shout out, but shout out to Riley. Yeah, you're the shout best. Shout out to Riley. <laughs> My ride or die right there. Shout out. Um, Word. And um, so we had Riley on board and then she invited some of our mutual friends. And then I invited some other friends I knew that were, uh, pretty much into writing and we had about we had a lot of people the first session um sometimes on like we may have i think as many as like maybe six um on a given day uh which doesn't sound like a lot but it, it is a lot it's a lot of people uh we used to have a lot of folks i think we had like about like 10 when, when people first started joining but life happens and that's another thing that you know you, you have to accept like you know people have lives of other stuff they want to do and that's totally fine you know people are trying to cope um, in their own way, um, as much as they can uh, throughout this pandemic. And, you know, this summit, you know, we're not really looking, we're not really looking for everyone to like write something that's due on a certain time of deadline or date. Yeah. This is really relaxed. It's just, you know, we're getting together, we're sharing ideas. Um, you know, if we need to talk to one another, like off screen about a story idea, then we can do that. Uh, this is also a place where a safe space where if you want to share something or have someone read what you've written, then we can provide that feedback for you. So I really wanted to create just like a, a space where uh, we could just focus on writing. And for me, um, there are times where I do have dedicated writing times and there are times where I don't. So I really wanted this time to, um, I just really wanted it to uh, be something that, you know, I was going to really tr like treasure throughout quarantine and something that was going to help keep my life uh, a bit stable. So just kind of started with like the few of our friends. And then um, I made some online friends um, through some other mutual friends um, on discord. And I, I just uh, rope. I also rope people in like, Hey, you know what? <laughs> you know, it'd be great if you could join us on Saturday at 9am to write. <laughs> <laughs> And people say, yeah, cool. <laughs> sure. I, mean, <laughs> I would 100% say that you you have, like, definitely achieved that that kind of vibe in the summit. Like, we, we actually just got off the call. And uh, my favorite part of it is is after everybody um, kind of talks about what they've they've worked on. We we just kind of riff a little bit at the end and 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 chat about like the you know, yeah, it's kind of a window into everybody's inspiration a little bit. And a lot of it is is uh, d and it turns out. <laughs> yeah, it is very D&D <laughs> focused. Um, so we do have a myriad of writers within our group. So I myself am a novelist and uh, I write short films as well. I'm trying to branch out to learning how to write more feature films. And then we have uh, a lot of D&D people, which is what I was not expecting when I created this. <laughs> and we're here now, motherfucker. We are in it. <laughs> um, and they definitely, they definitely slow, sh slowly but surely, they're trying to get me to play D&D. &D. And I'm like, yeah, sure, that sounds fine. And we're like, going to take over every aspect of your life <laughs> until all that you can think about is that dodecahedron. <laughs> dodecahedron? Oh, what kind of hedron is it? I don't know. I, it's, it's one of them. <laughs> it's one of the hedrons. It's one of the hedrons. 
That's like twenty. That 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 means twenty size, right? Or ten? I think so. Well, because like decahedron, I think is ten. So I think dodecahedron okay. is either twelve or twenty. Okay. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get you thinking about them hedrons. We're gonna get you hooked on the hedrons, Mia. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not. <laughs> You guys are going to try your hardest, and I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, sure, that sounds great, and then not do it. <laughs> do you feel like D&D is like, it just takes up too much time, or do you think it's just something that isn't that great? So I had a, okay, so this is my experience with D&D. So when I was a freshman in college, I was that freshman that was running around campus trying to do 20 things at once because I was so excited about all this new stimuli in my life. <laughs> um, Too real. Too real. <laughs> I, one of my good friends today, um, he's a couple of years older than me and uh, we're both communication students and I was running somewhere and we like really didn't talk, but we <laughs> saw each other all the time and he just stops and he goes, why are you running? <laughs> <laughs> did you did you stop and pause in that moment? You were like, "Why am I running?" No, I I well I did stop and pause. I was like, "I don't know, but I got places to go. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go fast." You very much have a Sonic the Hedgehog energy around you. I like, try to be so much like Shadow, but so much of the Sonic in me just eclipses that Shadow the Hedgehog. Um, oh, that's so, a good line. Write that down for Crush Forty. Eclipses the Shadow. <laughs> Oh in me. my god. Damn. I've actually met them, by the way. They're Fuck you. Cool. You did not meet <laughs> Crush 40. I did. I, and hold on. I will get back to Zeus's original like question. But I did. So this is a, I, I do. I have a lot of stories to share. I'm really happy I'm on this podcast. <laughs> um, Please so, do. This is so, the place. So when I was in high school, when I was a junior, um, the summer to my junior year, um, Sonic Boom came to my town. Now, for those of you that remember, Sonic Boom is like the big Sonic convention that like was. I don't know if it's still well. It's pre quarantine. I don't know if right. it was still going on, but literally, it would just be like Crush Forty is going to be there and sing and and uh, we're going to have like I guess person just as by Sonic. It's going to be fun. And they were coming to St. Louis of all places, and I was like, oh my god, like nothing happens in St. Louis, which is not true. Like. I just think that I didn't know where to go to find all the cool stuff. <laughs> um, so finally, um, um, they came to uh, the pageant, which is like our um, like our, our concert venue in St. Louis. And uh, I asked my friends, and I was like, hey, guys, do you want to come with me to a Sonic the Hedgehog convention? <laughs> they were like, no, we're not. <laughs> and, and like... I don't know where my brother was at this time. I don't know if he was at a camp, um, but um, this was like back in 2011. And so I went to my mom and I said, um, will you go with me to this event? <laughs> and she was like, no, nah, I'm not going. And I literally, oh my God. I, I literally, I hung you my got head. dunked on. <laughs> I, I hung my head and I said, okay, I guess I'll just go by myself then. And I just slowly walked away. And then she comes back saying, fine, let's go. <laughs> um, and she did not. I don't think she enjoyed it at all. Um, <laughs> I did run into one of my family friends in there, and I felt really bad. I was like, oh, I should have asked you to go because, but we hadn't talked in, like, years. But so it was a great, like, reunion. 
because we were just like up there like geeking out and they were singing like uh, open your heart and i am all of me and then yeah oh that's my shit <laughs> and then um so uh they have this i they have a the convention has a giveaway that i still have preserved to this day it's a um a uh, chow bobblehead. Um, it's one of my most treasured possessions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you can get it, and then um, you can actually go in, in this place and take a picture of Crush 40, and uh, I think, I don't know if I lost the photo, but it's on my mom's phone. It's somewhere in the ether. We have so many photos. And um, I think the lead singer name is Johnny, right? And uh, um, Oh, it's either Johnny or June. I know June uh, Sanoe. Yeah, he's part of the band, and, like, the main singer, I think, is Johnny. Um, don't, audience, don't kill me if I get that wrong, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's Johnny. Um, but, um, actually, can someone just look that up so I'm not, yeah, like, haunted by a mob? Johnny Gioli. <laughs> okay, great, awesome. Johnny, so it was Johnny, and, like, he's taking a picture, and then he looks at my mom and goes, oh, is that your sister? And my mom's like, oh. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Your mom would absolutely yes, <laughs> and, and it they were just so much fun, and it was legit like a life goal of mine to meet these meet these guys. Like I I remember summers when I'm like editing AMVs and GMVs, I was just obsessed about them, and I was just I was so happy. My mom was like, "Are you good?" After everything was over, I was like, "Yeah, I'm perfect. I never I'll never ask you to do this again." <laughs> do you, Do you know why they're called Crush Forty? Uh, no, I don't. I don't remember. Because uh, because June was turning forty, and he was like, "Man, I, I really want to crush my 40s. So he, oh my he god, he manifested. I'm that. not joking. That is that's why what? they're called. Yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> okay. Wow. I guess I'll take your word for it now. Then look it up later. Um. Please do. We don't have any fact checkers, so I get to just say whatever the fuck I want to say, and it's true. Um, you know, nobody confronts me. <laughs> so, so back to your question, uh, Zeus. Um, which so this all leads me back to my first D experience. So, <laughs> I uh, was trying to do all these clubs. I was I don't know why I was trying to do everything. But I was. I was really extra. And one of my uh, friends at the time was like, oh, I run a D&D group. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. Like, I'll join with you and your friends. So I will, like, run to the other side of campus after, like, another engagement. I was, like, sprinting. I was just, like, just book it. And um, they were playing <laughs> They were playing D&D. And they said, oh, make your character. And I said, okay, um, I guess I'm a bard. And that's all I remember of my character. I was just the bard. Um, and they would just be reading out this, these books and stuff, um, to do their game. But we would be sitting in this like blank room. Um, like there's this classroom, like just not a whole lot going on the walls. Like it feels empty and I don't know why, but I thought there'd be more visuals to this. And I was like, okay. And I think I went to like three sessions before I was like, all right, dude, I'm so sorry, but, um, I'm out. <laughs> this, is, this is not for me i've tried i really tried um this is not what i thought it was and i felt bad i was like well maybe i just don't have that much imagination but i was like nah like i just don't think this is my cup of tea <laughs> i i think a thing that doesn't get uh talked about enough is how D D is is really it's kind of intimate you know like you you really need to have chemistry with everyone that you're playing with or else it it could really turn out 
not great. Cause like, like when I think it, it's almost like, um, you know, Mia, if we were doing improv with people that we weren't totally like comfortable <laughs> with, um, and yeah, like there's a potential for that to go really bad, really fast. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, absolutely. And, and I think it's kind of the same thing with D and D. Like you, you just, you really need people that like, that understand you, that get you and, and you can, you can all kind of, um, push and pull on each other in a, in a, in a good way. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, it's kind of like same thing with like cards against humanity too. Like I only play with people that I know I'm going to have a good time with. Um, like it's all about having a safe space. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I think um, I will say I will give it a try with y'all. Um, just not today or next week or <laughs> next month, maybe or anytime soon. Or anytime soon. <laughs> I'll let you just know. Quit asking me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. No, I think I'm kind of on the same boat with you. Like I was that guy that was like, Psh, "You play D and D and." And World of Warcraft, get out of here, nerd. If it's not Call of Duty, I don't want to talk to you, <laughs> you know. Um, but then you get uh, you get older and you're like, wow, I was a that. Why would I, why would I ever think like that? Yeah. And then um, it, it wasn't I started playing D&D maybe like two years ago. But I was telling Tony that I feel like I haven't. This is the first time I actually ever played D&D because uh, my experience with D&D was like, you sit down and you wait for combat and combat's cool. And then everything else, you just try to whatever. And now that Tony's DMing for me, it's like the first time I care about my character and I care about the story. Yeah. And, and, um, and really to me, it's like, as Tony was saying, you, you need that group. You need to feel like everyone is contributing to the story because you're building it together. Yeah. And the, and as soon as everyone realizes that there's no winning, like all you really do is like grow your characters together, then that is when like you it just feels so good to play where you just like for a second, just you become an actor and you just are role playing in a world. And it's no longer about like, uh, OK, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, mark my fucking words. I'm going to have his sleep with me in D&D in some way with some <laughs> NPC. It's going to happen. Oh. And, and that'll be the height that that'll, that'll be the culmination. Oh, you, won't, you won't cut out of it. You'd like actually go through it. Yeah. And like, I'll, I'll narrate like most scene. people, like they, most people, when they have like sex scenes, they'll be like, and both of you get into bed and it and fade the moon, to black. Yeah. The moon twinkles in the night and tomorrow, and you guys both wake up. You're, you'll straight up just be like, yeah, kiss me. <laughs> In front of your wife. <laughs> That'd be nice. If it works, it works, man. That's, that's what I say. That, that's not really convincing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. It's a different, you know, that's for our personal D&D session for just oh, okay. me and Jesus. I'm like, do I have to yeah. do that? Do I have to? Does my character have to? You do need that? to sit there and watch me describe a sex scene between me and Jesus. <laughs> that would be great. That would be insane. Like my third experience of D and D was like, yeah. So uh, I think third time's the charm, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's, that would. That be sounds insane. exactly like that, like that scene in Community where they have the D and D scene and they go. Oh, through the sex scene. they go through. The, yes, yes. Oh my god, I love that episode. Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Uh and uh what's his name is in blackface, Ken Chong. 
Kenji Young, I mean. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, I, was, I, that. Part. I mean, it's he was a, well, he was a but dark it's... elf. <laughs> oh my god, he was. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was bad. It was really bad. <laughs> but community is so <laughs> Black good. Blackface, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I um, um I I once once in blackface. Oh my god! No, <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. Uh, one time I on on this podcast I went on like a whole twenty minute rant after that. I think he was like a governor in Alabama, was it? When like he was talking about how he did blackface for a Michael Jackson oh, Halloween yeah. costume. Oh god. And I I was going on a rant because he had a press conference where he was apologizing and then, you know, somebody asked him, "Do you know how to do the moonwalk or something?" <laughs> and he had this pause. <laughs> he had this pause that drove me insane because it was a pause that said, I'm going to moonwalk right here on this stage right now. <laughs> and and he, I forgot. I forgot about that. And his wife leaned over and said, don't moonwalk. <laughs> oh, I'm not joking. All of this happened. I need to see that part. <laughs> I'm going to we're going to find it. We're going to find it for you. Hey, Mia, do you think. Um, I, I have yet to read any of your work, but I assume that you write a lot seeing as you host the writer summit. But do you, do you force yourself to read? Cause I find myself that even though I like writing, I way prefer to consume more. Like I just, I just collect books and I just love to read books and see how others do it because they do it way better than I could ever do it. So <laughs> do you find yourself like, um, reviewing your work reading other people's works more than actually writing um so that's a really good question uh when you say you write a lot i grimace my teeth i was like yeah i try <laughs> um, <laughs> but um i actually need to do a better job reading more fantasy books because right now i'm like deep into like leadership books <laughs> and like you know mm. becoming a better person and learning how to do this and that and learning other skills so i really really enjoy those books because i feel like they're great for my personal development and um i feel one step closer to dominating the world after i finish each one <laughs> um uh, i did uh i i did start this one book i'm gonna do i have it yeah uh i'm gonna grab it from my bookshelf uh i'm currently uh digging into black leopard red wolf by marlon james um i once saw this ad on a website saying this is like the african game of thrones and I was like, oh, okay, I'll I'll oh, check wow. it out. So it's it's huge. It's like it's um it's like five hundred pages, which is what I aspire to write for my book. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that is like there's a lot of like fantasy. I used to read fantasy books all the time as a kid. Like I loved the Warrior series, and um, I was a huge fan of the Guardians of the Owls of Ghoul. <laughs> um, and I'm not sure if y'all ever heard of these. I, I was haven't. Not I was not allowed to read Harry Potter growing up, um, so I missed that whole train. Um, so at the Scholastic Book Fair, which was the highlight of my elementary oh, school career. Gosh, turn so up. Good. It's so good. Turn up. Um, get them fucking, get them uh, <laughs> uh, Judy. <laughs> Judy Bloom. Yeah. Um, I would read... Um, I read the Warrior series by Aaron Hunter. I read the Guardians... 
of Kahul. I loved reading the Redwall series by Brian Jakes. Uh, rest in peace. He's one of my favorite authors. Um, but his his if you ever seen his books, his books are huge. Like they're like probably like up there in the five hundred page range. And I I was like in third grade, and I was like, I want to read this. And the librarian was like, Can you read that? And I was like, No, but my mom can, so I'll try. <laughs> and my mom <laughs> really used those books to help us, you know, better our, you know, our reading and comprehension skills. So my mom would read to us at night. Um, and I really miss, that was a really good time. And then we uh, would read it ourselves and we would like just rip through those books. And then, every, and then Brian Jakes had a whole like cartoon on series on PBS around his books and they were like so good. And so we were so obsessed with the red wall series. Um, and then I'm trying to think, I read um, the Poppy War last year uh, by Rebecca F. Quang, I believe. Um, that was a really, really uh, good and interesting fantasy book. Um, she actually has two more books out now um, that I need to uh, read. It's like part of a trilogy. Um, let me make sure I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. Yeah, I need um, to step my game up. I There are so many of these books that I've never heard of. There's, there's look, I... <laughs> I spend money on clothes, collectibles, and books, <laughs> and I need to, there needs to be a balance. Um, there's, I, I kind of, I, I read a whole bunch of different stuff, um, so I don't just, I write like fantasy and stuff, but I also try to read like um, I read this. I, you guys, I read this really great book. Um, I think it was 2018. Wow, I think it was 2018 or somewhere in 2019. Um, it's called The Last Mrs. Parrish by Liv Constantine. And it is, it is, so I, I call this genre like suburban, like housewife genre. Huh. Um, because, uh, like Lifetime because, movie? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. So like, mm, um, sometimes Lifetime movies are good. Sometimes you're like, oh, sometimes you're like, ooh, this is a, like, I'm gonna just Hit watch miss. this and just enjoy it. Yeah. And <laughs> this book was so good. I I was just, it was like I love I love tea like metaphorically speaking like <laughs> as long as it's not me involved it's someone else <laughs> it sounds terrible but this book was just nothing but tea and uh, it was it was really good like I, and it was just like a nice like laid back read like I'm not really looking I wasn't really looking to get anything out of it like it was just a really nice like book to read it was fun it was like I literally stayed up late I love it when I have a good book that makes me stay up late and prevents me from doing actual work <laughs> um, that's how you know it's good uh, I also read um what else I feel like I read that I also like I read um a couple of um uh Gillian Flynn's books that's a uh, Gone Girl Lady, I read Gone Girl and uh, Sharp Ooh. Objects. I read Sharp Objects last year. Sharp Objects, sorry. And uh, that was actually really sad. <laughs> um, and I, I gave it to someone else. I was like, hey, read this book. It's fun. <laughs> is um, the, well, this is spoilers, I guess. But is the outcome of the Gone Girl book different from the movie? No, it was pretty much the same. And uh, the movie, hold on. Let me do my fact checking because I get paranoid you uh, there is there is no obligation right. to do that so like david fincher <laughs> i'm also like i have a degree in cinema and i'm a huge cin cinephile and all that jazz um 
Well, I'm not a cine snob. But just Hell yeah. Put out there. Uh, but <laughs> uh, David Fincher did the Gone Girl movie, and holy crap, it was so good. It was. I love David Fincher, but yeah. I'm also terrified of David Fincher because his work. Um, I watched Seven for class when I was in college, and that broke me inside. Seven was uh, fucking wild. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think there's a couple of changes in the movie, um, but the book was really good. I remember reading it at home and I went, what? Like, what? And my mom's like, what's happening? I was like, this girl, what the <laughs> heck? <laughs> so, uh, and I, I've seen a lot of, I've heard of a lot of cool books that have been popping up recently. I, I just bought Children of Blood and Bones, so I'm really excited to, to read that. So I really, because um, part of it is like, sometimes you get like, kind of nervous when reading other people's stuff because you're like well what if i'm not good or x y and z but like you just kind of you got to put all that aside there's all just ego talk i feel like and you just gotta you know read it and like better yourself i think the more you can better yourself like the more you can learn um i'm taking like an online class right now to get a certification um in a certain discipline and one thing they were saying is that like you know like i'm um I'm, I, I consider myself young because I'm always willing to learn and to uh, and to learn more about things around me. Like I'm I, I want to keep growing. And so I think um, one, I really need a good list of new fantasy books to read just so I can see how people do it. I really want to read Game of Thrones, but having just finished a TV series, I don't want to live through all that again. That was a very, <laughs> that was a, that was a, a very emotional like five year process. Jesus, I went with that show. Too true. true. Jesus was broken when, when like like when the when the last season came out and it and it was so bad. Siri. Sorry. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> Who are you yelling at? I was at? shook. Man. Siri, Siri won't shut up. No, Siri, I'm not talking to you. Stop talking. <laughs> Charging my phone, and Siri goes wild when I charge my phone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, you yelling. It got me kind of nervous. <laughs> like when you, <laughs> your friend, your friend's mom yells at at them you know <laughs> like what like, oh, i feel Should like I go home like the opposite happens too like if you ever with a friend now and they have a kid and they yell at their kid <laughs> and like Gosh, in the back that, of your mind it makes me so nervous yeah i'm like i don't know should you be yelling at him like that <laughs> <laughs> it's five should years you old. be yelling at siri like that you know so, what should you? no <laughs> <laughs> i shouldn't but i'm not about to correct my behavior <laughs> But me, I I really agree with you with um, that idea that being like being nervous about reading someone else's work or experiencing someone else's uh, art or whatever. It's because I, I, I had that problem for a long time. Um, in fact, it wasn't until I met my wife um, about like eight years ago where I was just like. I was I was the film snob. I was the person that hated reading other people's work because I was so insecure about the stuff that I was making. I wasn't making anything, and whenever I did try, it was the worst thing I had ever seen. Um, and I and it, and it took my wife to show me all like a whole world that I didn't know. She she showed me all of these foreign movies. Um, she introduced me to the uh, Indian film industry. She introduced me to the Kenyan, the Israeli, the the Dutch. It, and it's you just realize that um, storytelling, even even through music, she introduced me to all of this this world of 
of art and it really took me back and it made me super happy to consume other people's work because you it's that's like a part of it you can't just create you have to in like you have to consume as well and because consuming helps you as a person grow it it pushes you to learn about new cultures and learn about new experiences that you couldn't have ever knew and um and i and it was something that like i was stuck in my own ways i never thought that i was just the one that like oh, no hollywood films are nothing who cares about oh whatever yeah that's a french movie Bleh. but it really took me kind of like stomping out my ego to be like because now i'm i'm way more inspired by yeah um these like they, we, i just watched um that the movie cook off on netflix that was i think with the first uh movie um from zimbabwe that was able to make a deal with netflix and oh, that wow. movie and i mean and, and it's one of those things though that movie inspires me way more than um you, you know what are the terminator 2 or or <laughs> what you know with these classics that people regard you know and I, it takes like because you you can tell that they they don't have all of the resources of you sometimes you can tell something is lacking but they never ever let that get in the way of the story that they're trying to tell and the story that they're trying to tell they're trying to tell some truth some something that means a lot to them and it, they don't care what suffers they don't care what what changes they have to make they will do it and sometimes they do it better like one thing that i don't see in american movies <clears throat> is like the expression of emotion through song and you get that in bollywood you get that mm-hmm. um in, in north india and south india and uh in, in a lot of other movies and you like and then you get like the tension of war in israeli movies and and you just don't get that in hollywood movies and you just start seeing this whole world and you're like wait these are just stories and everyone has a story. It doesn't matter who you are. And you just, and the more I watch these things, the more stories I get, the more connected I feel to people and the more I feel myself grow and want to share these things with people. I absolutely, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no. And I was just, I was just going to ask you that like, is there anything that like, for me, I really thought that the movies that I enjoyed were the only ones that I will ever enjoy. And other movies would never stand up. These, these, these silent film movies, Oh, they're old. I don't like them, but they ended up becoming the biggest inspiration to me. And I was wondering, do you have anything like that where you thought like, wow, this thing that I kind of wrote off ended up being like my driving force. Yeah. uh, I, I really like what you said about, you know, especially foreign films. That was something that, I realized when I was in film school, um, there was, uh, to add on to your revelation, I remember us having to watch The Cranes Are Flying. Um, it's a Russian uh, war uh, film uh, by Kalatozov. I, hopefully I've said that correctly. Um, but it, it's, it was so beautiful. I was in tears by the time it was over. Like Just like the cinematography, the storytelling, everything about it was beautiful. Um, there's a great uh, French film, uh, Divines, on Netflix. Um, Divines is so good. I've seen it probably like three times. I'm probably going to watch it again. It's really sad, though, but I love it. It's like the storytelling, like everything about it is just amazing. There's so much you can learn from different things outside of yourself. One thing that I think one of my professors taught me 
school was like, don't just look at film to be inspired, but look at other things outside of film. Otherwise, you just have like this really closed in perspective. Um, I really I really kind of wrote off anime, I think, a little bit like I was into it when I was a kid, but I kind of stumbled into the wrong world of anime. (laughs) And I was like, "Um, I don't want to watch this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And so I I like kind of cut myself from anime cold turkey. And then uh, when I was in college, I was uh, watching Samurai Champloo and I was like, man, this is a really good show. And I just loved, I think for me, it was a great study on, on characters and um, especially how like characters of a conflicting nature, maybe they don't really agree with each other. They all come from a different background, like, you know, how they really work together. And I kind of use that as like inspiration for some of my character dynamics in the story I'm writing now. Um like really paying attention to storytelling in all forms. Like I really I love um, a good story. I don't care what form it is, like whether it's in video games or like animation, live action, like podcasting, like like uh, reading. Like um, I think recently like animation has kind of really like inspired me um, just sort of because like, you know, you're using the animation techniques to like invoke emotion and you have all the voice acting and, I, 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 as Tony knows, I love voice actors. <laughs> I'm a huge Ooh, yeah. fan of voice actors. Um, <laughs> I think I just, I like, you know, just I'm staying curious about things. And, you know, maybe there was something that I kind of wrote off at first and I was like, wow, that was actually really, really cool. Or, wow, that was actually really, really bad. But I'm happy I, you know, I went through it and I, I watched it or I, I listened to it. Um, I think you just have to keep your heart open in like in many ways in life, but also when you're creating something, <laughs> uh, it's, it's important to keep your mind and your heart open. Cause you don't, you never know what's going to inspire you. What's going to come your way. It could be a song, like lots of music inspires me. Um, I, like when I write, like I listen to, uh, some days I'm listening to, um, like neurofunk or, um, drum and bass or, um, like hard rock or like grunge or whatever, like, because it's all about, you know, how you make someone feel, right? Like, I think that's, you want to, when you're telling a story, you want to make someone feel something. So I, when I'm reading or writing, like, when I'm writing, I really try to pay attention to how, like, it makes me feel and sort of, like, put my emotions um, in those words. So, um, yeah, it's 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 fun. I, I really like your discourse on foreign films and films from, like, different cultures and, like, different directors and different perspectives. I definitely ran into that group, Um in college was like oh yeah like Scorsese's the best or this person's the best and like yeah like I'm not gonna like they are they're really good but like do you, like I remember telling a film professor like hey like how come uh are we gonna learn about Ava DuVernay anytime in this class yeah. and he was like he was like who's that and I was like you do know Selma's in theaters right now right <laughs> <laughs> I mean not seen it. um when Parasite came out last year, like I, I'm a huge fan. I'm, I'm trying to get more into Korean films. Uh, Park uh, Chan Wook is one of my favorite directors. Uh, Park Chan Wook did um, uh, Stoker uh, and The Handmaiden and Old Boy, and I really love those films. Oh. Like they're just they're they're really fun to watch. Uh, the Handmaiden was very extreme though. <laughs> Lots of extreme sex scenes in that one. That was not ready for. It. I was like, oh, this is a lot. But the story, like, it, was a great, it was a great film. It was like I, I loved it. I loved the story. It brought like tears to my eyes. It was a really great story. A Stoker. I actually have it on in my DVD collection. Yes, I do have a DVD collection. Um, 
uh, in my house and I love, I remember we watched it for, for film school. That's also a really weird film. Um, but I loved it. Like I, I, I loved watching it. I just loved like how twisted and messed up it was. I was like, this is a good <laughs> film. Um, and, um, uh, like the, the Park Chan Wook didn't do Parasite. That's uh, Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho, yeah. Um, but like I love those. Like I, I saw Snowpiercer after Parasite, and I really enjoyed it. Like it's like you just you have to like just keep yourself open, open your like horizons and perspectives, and like you never know what might surprise you. Yeah. TM. That's an, am- <laughs> 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 That's an amazing note to end on. Uh, trademark. Uh, <laughs> <Mia's> <laughs> quote there that's from my upcoming personal inspirational book on how to open your heart beautiful let me let me let me bring back the the fire oh, yeah it's, it's cold here i need the need that yeah fire. let's let's like this fireplace start it's up the christmas music thanks so way, much for coming by I, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Christmas is my favorite holiday because after Christmas <laughs> is my birthday on 26. Woo! Um, and uh, I, I really had a great time. You know, this was super fun. Um, for, before you, you go, Mia, I need to ask you one thing. You just need to give me a yes or no. Oh, ask God. this to all of our guests. Oh, God. What is it? Apple pie. Yes or no? No. <laughs> oh. All right, we're ending the we're ending the episode now. Wait. You're, you're cutting can that. I, I don't give a fuck. Can I, can I at least explain why? Yeah, I feel like you don't deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I, I want to hear it because I I firmly agree. No. I, I just like the crust, okay? Like when I was a kid. Oh my god, you and I are on the same page. I I when I was a kid, <laughs> I didn't eat pie, and I my, my I went to like an event function with my dad, and they apple pie, and I was like, they look slimy, so I just ate the crust. Mia, but you're an adult now. You're an adult now. It's time to grow up and look, eat the apple slices in the look, apple pie. I don't even like the touch of velvet because I feel like I suffocate. I don't know where that came from, but that's been oh, with wow. me as a child. What? <laughs> that's 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 wild. That's new. It's a thing for me. <laughs> oh my god, Mia, where can well, yeah. where can people find you? Uh, where where can we um find some more Watkins and and put that inject that right into our veins? Well, well, you can get your supply at Twitter. Um, I you can find me at Mia G Watkins, or you can visit my website and see my past film works at www.miajanefilm.com. That's www.miajanefilm.com. <laughs> you gotta say it twice. You gotta say it twice. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah. Thanks so much for stopping by, everyone. This has been the Everyday Nothing Special Podcast. You can visit us at spicy, sorry, thespicypinata.com uh, and visit our Twitter at Spicy Pinata and my Twitter at Stanza Demanza. And we will catch you on the flip. Bye. Bye. Thank so Thanks for the fire. <laughs> Is someone screaming?